Hello there! This show contains material which a truly free society would neither fear nor suppress. The language and concepts contained herein will not cause eternal torment in the place where the guy with the horns and pointed stick conducts his business. Rich is doing some really cool hand movements here. It's almost like uh, it's poetry. It's like a luau. It's it's more like ballet with my hands. <laughs> this is John Tellerico. And this is wow. I'm see. This is what we need to work out. Yeah. Who gets to talk when? My name is Rich Wilgus, and we are bloodthirsty vegetarians. You know, a lot of people are sort of freaked out by that name. They don't quite know what to make of it because um, guess what? That's a klaxon. Yeah, we don't like that. No, we're leaving it in. Yeah, we got to figure out a way to keep that from happening, though. Yeah, I, I'll just pay attention every once in a while. Yeah, see, that's... You remember when I was talking about running live queues and how difficult that might be? And guess what? We had a small glitch, but it's cool. We don't mind. That This is actually show 0.1. Yeah, it's sort of practice, but we're actually going to let people hear it. Yeah, show 0 is, is, uh, is dead. Okay, well, let's start with show number 1. <laughs> no, it's 0.1. Show 0 is dead because we screwed it up. And Rich is giving me more hand signals. Say it out loud. Well, is your is your is your MP3 player queued up for the next track, which will actually be the outro? Yeah, it's queued up. All right, so I can do this thing over here with the thing. Yeah, do the thing with the stuff. All right, cool. We're good to go. So why don't you talk about the the genesis of our show? Yeah, the genesis. Or you could talk about the yes or the King Crimson of actually, our show. Actually, <laughs> it's genesis. It's revelation. It's everything. Well, I will say this podcasting rules and this is all a very new thing to me yeah about um well this is june so i'm not even going to try counting backwards but in january i started listening to uh some podcasts and the reason why is because i got a brand spanking new mp3 player normally i I would listen to um internet audio and uh hear some internet radio shows and and i'd listen to my own uh, ripped music but uh, I, I got this great MP3 player, and this thing called podcasting hit me smack in the forehead. Um, and normally I don't try to kowtow to people, but Adam Curry sort of got me into it. And I'm not listening to him too much these days, but um, it's, it's a great thing. It's, and I, I try to explain it to people, and, and I've heard other people say it. It's kind of like TiVo for audio, TiVo for radio. It's not really radio, but it's TiVo for audio. Um. You can listen to whatever you want, whenever you want. You can subscribe to um, all sorts of targeted shows. You can uh, look at the catalogs of, of interest and, and pick out exactly what you want. You don't have to flip through channels. You don't have to wade through commercials. It's not commercial. Certainly uh, not many people are making money at this, and, and I hope that we do someday. But that's that not our primary goal. goal. No, it's not our primary goal, though. Um <laughs> But uh, maybe we should talk about the name of the show and, and why it is. Well, actually, you came up with the name. We were, uh, we were brainstorming in email, talking about things that uh, we were both passionate about, things we might like to talk about. And mm-hmm. uh, John, actually, you. Yeah, I, me. <laughs> your name being John. You actually said, um, we both happen to be vegetarians, by the way, in case, uh, in case any of you hadn't realized that. And John, we 
are sometimes accused of having strong opinions. So John uh, suggested the... Caustic opinions. Yeah, uh, sometimes that's even the case. And John suggested what I thought was the rather inspired name, Bloodthirsty Vegetarians. And I loved it. And uh, we just kind of rolled with it from there. Yeah, and we'll talk about our, our vegetarianism as well, because um, it's one of those things that it, it's almost like religion. And I'm not saying that I, I am a vegetarian because of religion, but it's almost like religion. Anytime someone hears that I'm a vegetarian, it's almost like they, they get these hushed tones. Oh, really? Since when? As if it's a disease. Yeah, well, it's it's... I mean, there are several kinds of veget. Not that we need to talk about this now, but you know, with within vegetarianism, there are many kinds of vegetarians, and I don't mean lacto-vegetarians or vegans. I mean, there are people who do it for ethical reasons, for example, and mm -hmm. people who don't. I, for example, I'm not doing it because I'm an ethical vegetarian. I'm doing it just because it's it's. Uh, You're not an ethical anything. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm I'm just generally very unethical. Just look at my politics, and uh, I don't actually do this like many friends of mine who are PETA members or, or something like that. I mean, uh, they tend to get a little bit more radical. I just know it's better for me to eat a particular way, and I, I feel better when I do it, so I do it. Yeah, and, and maybe we can talk about this now because we're talking about what the hell is this show? Um, it's yeah, our and, damn show. And, and, yeah, and we can turn this off and turn it on anytime we want. Uh, the reason why I'm a vegetarian, it, it's probably a lot of uh, similar reasons has nothing to do with politics, has nothing to do with uh, animal rights. While I am an animal lover, um, it's just one of those things that as, as a child, I never really liked eating meat, never liked the taste of it, never liked the texture. It always made me sick to see body parts in my food. It just, it just turned me off. Um, and when I became an adult and I could actually pick my own meals, um, I just decided I'm not going to do it anymore. And then I found out that there's a lot of heart disease in my family. So I just, cut it out, and then I've never gone back. I, I found that there are just way more interesting foods, ethnic foods that are vegetarian. I don't have to eat meat to have an enjoyable meal. Well, Mr. Spock was a vegetarian, so how bad can it be, you know? Dr. Spock? <laughs> well, he might have been too. I don't know. I actually haven't uh, done any research on him. Well, I guess I'll talk about this too, as long as we're talking about it. Mm -hmm. um, I became, chose to become a vegetarian due to uh, many people in my family uh, dying from colon cancer. They were actually uh, not my aunts and uncles, but my dad's aunts and uncles, because he has no siblings. So they're my great aunts and uncles. And quite literally, uh, there were five siblings. One is alive, and the other four died from colon cancer. And I never felt as though I was digesting red meat very well, for example. So when I, I made the transition a little bit more slowly than uh, a lot of people do, I, I started to... Um, I gave up red meat, like a lot of people do, because I never digested it well. Um, and that led to me uh, moving to only eating fish, and that led to me only uh, eating foods that a vegetarian would eat. I'm not a vegan. I uh, I don't do milk. I have some lactose issues. But um, I will occasionally make a food with eggs, and uh, I don't mind eating you know baked goods with eggs in them or something like that. Yeah, I've got a similar story in that it didn't just happen overnight. I mean, I... I sort of eased my way into the whole uh, completely not eating any meat, any animal, uh, well, not any animal product. I do eat eggs. I do eat cheese. I am an ovo-lacto, I guess you'd call that. Wait um, a minute. You <laughs> can make a gynecological joke here, but I won't. Wait <laughs> no, a minute. I'm still male. Um, oh, well, I've, I've been accused of other things. But um, ovo-lacto, yes, uh, I, I eat eggs and cheese. Uh, in fact, I love eggs and cheese. One of my favorite foods is a cheese omelet. Um yeah, so I, I used to eat fish every once in a while, but that really turned me off too. Um, 
so I just I just completely stopped. Uh, there was a, there was a period of time when when I was um, probably in my early twenties when I just completely stopped eating any kind of animal product, and then I found out that it was just it was just really wreaking havoc with my system. I needed some other sources of animal proteins, I think. Um, so then I put cheese back into my diet, put eggs back into my diet, and I think things settled down, and it was it was a pretty good pretty good balance. I just heard a weird bit of static, and I don't know what that was. I have no idea what it is either. We're back. Yeah, that definitely <laughs> was. We're back. We're fashionably in. Now I'm um, just copying another podcast I heard. It's I can't think it's called the Podcast Brothers. And every single time they start their show, it's we're back. It's great. Wasn't there a movie? They're back. What was that? It was some horror flick. Yeah. Well, there was a, a strange bit of noise and a strange bit of static. Um, we're actually recording this. A podcast on some pretty pretty cool gear, and one of the pieces of gear is a two-channel compressor that kind of knocks our voice down, uh, keeps us at kind of an even volume, because one of the things I've noticed with some of the podcasts is the audio production tends to be less than stellar. So we're going for a, a pretty high-quality audio um, uh, production right from the right from the beginning. So one of our devices, which is this really cool vintage piece of gear, was was making funny staticky noises, and John's voice kept getting quieter, and I was gesticulating at him madly to get closer to the mic, speak up. <laughs> I'm a quiet guy to begin with. But you know what? He could have screamed, and it really wouldn't have made all that difference. It would have just made the static louder, and, and to be honest with you, I don't know what went wrong. At, at best, I can just... Uh... But let's move on. Let's we got to get on. past this. Yeah. I mean, just like anything else in life, you have problems, you have difficulties. Move on. That's right. Get over it. And uh, we were talking about being vegetarians because we're each vegetarians and uh, we're bloodthirsty vegetarians, apparently. And uh, some of the issues in and around being a vegetarian. An additional issue for me is that I have a uh, food allergy, which uh, is called celiac disease, a intolerance to gluten, which is a protein, a little nasty little protein found in uh, wheat, barley, rye, stuff like that. So eating the kinds of foods that most people eat, not that I would eat a piece of white bread bought at the grocery store, but were I to do that, it would be bad. It, one of the things I'm curious about, and I'm going to be learning as well, because I don't know a whole lot about the celiac disease. Is it disease, disorder, <laughs> allergy? I don't, I don't know what to call it. You really want me to get into the technical uh, well, we'll nitty-gritty of this? You know, we're probably going to do a whole show just on this. It's so I don't want to get idea. too detailed, but I just want to know how to refer to it. And other people probably want to know too. Well, it's not a food allergy, but I use the word allergy because it plays a heck of a lot better than the word disease with people. But it, technically, it's a, it's a genetic uh, autoimmune disease where my autoimmune system attacks my own body when uh, the presence of gluten is found in my body. And that is not cool. No, it's actually, it's actually kind of bad. There's actually more irony here um, in, in that John's father <laughs> is, a, uh, is, a, is a physician, and uh, he's been my family uh, doctor uh, almost uh, all of my life until, until he retired. So there's, there's, there's funny stories around my CD, as it's sometimes called, among people in the know, and, uh, and John's father, who is a wonderful physician. Retired. 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 Yeah, so one of the things that we also wanted to talk about was um, the difficulties of, of eating out um, dinner in restaurants as vegetarians. And and Rich also has a lot of other uh, challenges as well with, with his uh, celiac disease. So what we wanted to get into was going out to eat in groups. I mean, we can probably find, as individuals, lots of things to eat 
in restaurants. At least I've been able to find things. Um, but if you go out to eat in groups, or if there are events or gatherings or at work, people have barbecues. Generally, people like to throw hot dogs on the grill. Um, shrimp on the bobby. Shrimp on the barbie. People just aren't um, generally, I've found, aware of, of vegetarian issues, um, what types of foods we will and will not eat. And um, I've got lots of interesting stories. Uh, a recent one, which was something I wanted to share, was uh, I started a new job and um, I was asked if I would barbecue the chicken at the, the company barbecue. Um, it wasn't really a huge barbecue. It was, um, it, they were celebrating someone's birthday and, and another person's anniversary with the company. And they were preparing some chicken on this little grill. And I said, Hey John, can you do this? Uh, you we know that it's your first day and you probably don't have a whole lot on your plate right now. Uh, could you just, uh, take care of the chicken for us? And I said, well, I am a vegetarian. I really, uh, don't enjoy doing that kind of thing. And I really don't even know how to cook chicken because I haven't touched the thing, touched the chickens in, in probably, uh, 15, 20 years. Oh, just, just get, get over it. Yeah, I cook know. Cook the damn chicken. And, and that's basically how I was, um, greeted. I mean, these are, I'm not trying to bash these people. They're great people. I just don't think that they're aware that looking at chicken, handling chicken, um, or any type of animal is, is just odd, strange and, and off-putting. Yeah. Why would you want to do that? Yeah. So, um, I tried to, to, uh, to make do and putting these on the, on the grill. And, and one of the, one of the, um, the guys at the company, um, great guy, he, he, actually came up with a great analogy. He said, you know, asking John, a vegetarian, to put these things on the grill is kind of like asking um, an alcoholic. We know, you know, we know you're an alcoholic, but would you mind serving the drinks for us, please? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's an interesting analogy. Um, actually, we're drinking right now, which is the really funny irony. He and, uh, he and I each have a couple of screwdrivers, and uh, <laughs> we're, we've been pounding those all day. Um <laughs> Well, actually, maybe we should explain something now. What, what should we explain? Well, we are actually in a, a studio, which is really... <laughs> we're, we're actually in a room, which is pumpkin-colored in John's basement. Yeah, uh, yeah and, this, is, this is one of those things that podcasting is really um, done for people, is it's allowed people to become recording artists in their homes. Yeah. And, it, and it's a challenge because, as you may hear every once in a while, dog barking... Children's <laughs> footsteps, right? We're actually in the Fairfield Glassworks and Tape Dispensary, which which it has become lovingly known as, and I guess we won't tell that story because we don't want to bore you to tears. But um, yeah, so don't be surprised if you hear kids screaming and yelling and and uh, dogs barking. Um, people show up at my house, and my dog loves to greet them with a bark. He actually, when I showed up, he barked like crazy. You you would have thought that would have been a great signal to John that someone was at the door, but I'm not <laughs> sure if it was. All right. I'm not going to bore people with that either. Um, the show. Yeah. The, the genesis of the show. Actually, um, John and I were, were... Actually, John had been away for many years and, and sort of reappeared uh, in New York, uh, which is where actually where we're taping this outside of Syracuse. And um, I hadn't seen or spoken to John in a, quite a long time and we started uh, conversing in email again I don't even know how actually I do know how he uh, he's a graphic artist uh, and he did some designs for business cards for me and we just started sharing emails every day we were going back and forth with silliness and, and, and ideas and um, he s started talking to me about this new podcasting thing which which he was speaking about a little bit before but about all of you people listening to this know what a podcast is we hope 
<clears throat> yeah, you're probably uh, very well versed in, in how to get them and where to get them and, and what you do with them. Yeah, and this show is not going to be what is a podcast. I mean, there are lots of shows out there about podcasting. I mean, there. Adam Curry is he's been called the Podfather. Um, he talks about podcasting constantly, what it is and what the business models are going to be. That's not what this show's about. Well, we were we were just going back and forth with emails talking about the general nothingness that we talk about, the silly things that appeal to us. And John said something really crazy like, Rich, you should do a podcast. And I thought, wow, well, yeah. hey, what's a podcast? I, I don't own uh, an iPod or an MP3 player, and I'm a computer guy, an audio guy, but, you know, the cutting edge I am not on. Yeah, and I, and I thought Rich should do a podcast because I he is an audio guy. Um, he's, he's the one handling all this crazy gear. Um, and he's going to be mixing these shows together, but I think he's got a decent voice and I, <laughs> wow, don't <laughs> got, flatter me too much. No, there. I, I think he's, I think he's got a good radio voice. And I think that over the years and, and Rich and I have known each other, um, going on 20 years now, I think, um, right around over, there. over the years, we've had a lot of good conversations and I thought it would be a good idea, a good format to, uh, to have our conversations recorded and share with other people, because I know that we're not just two guys sitting around talking to each other, um, about the things that we like, because if, if we like them, other people like them. Yeah, well, hopefully uh, the people in our peer group do, and we can find uh, uh, another peer group on the Internet that might want to download these shows. Yep. When, when John in initially suggested the idea of me doing a podcast to me, I, I sort of uh, didn't know what a podcast was, but then my other reaction was I'm not nearly conceited enough to think that I need my own radio show. That's a lie. He's extremely conceited. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit conceited. I'm holding my fingers up, and they're about an eighth of an <laughs> inch apart right now. Um, so I suggested, why don't we do a show together? Uh, I, I, and if you actually have been to our website, which is www.bloodyveg.com, that's B-L-O-O-D-Y-V-E-G.com, you will see our mission statement on there on a little link called Who We Are or Who Are We or Who What Are, are We. we? Yeah. I don't actually know what it says. I've never been to our website. <laughs> but um, um, And in there... Um, holy cow! I forgot where I was going. Help me out here. Yeah, we, we, what we are and um, and who we are. We've got a mission statement, and we talk about the things that we're going to be going. We're going to be talking about on the show. Um, we've got some bullet points here, and uh, maybe actually, we can why hit don't some you of these. why don't you read a few of those? I'll hit, I'll somebody, hit some of uh, these. somebody might find those of interest. Let me hit that um, discussion and debate surrounding popular culture and media. I mean, this is something that Rich and I have been talking about for lots of years. Um, we, we share a lot of uh, interests in common, uh, sci-fi, Yeah, all that sort of geek thing. Yeah, we're a couple of geeks. Um, our love of good food and drink. I mean, that's one of the things that, that we also want to talk about is that we're vegetarians. It's not the thing that rules our life. We love good food and drink, not just vegetarian food. Especially drink. the drink. Yeah, especially the drink. Uh, uncomfortable, thought-provoking juxtaposition. You know, this, is, this was mine. I, I wanted to put this bullet point in here because... This is something that's really close to my heart. I'm a vegetarian. I happen to be Italian, and people think that's odd. There's lots of weird juxtapositions in life. I'm fairly conservative, but I'm also fairly liberal in some senses. But I think that labels are a problem. I hate labels. Yeah, I mean, just because I'm a vegetarian doesn't mean that I'm, I'm throwing red paint on people wearing fur coats. People get these strange images. Well, just... you did it that one time. And... <laughs> no, I was throwing purple paint on someone with a leather coat. Oh, okay. well, that got you in a lot of trouble. Let's not go there again. I mean, you're still uh, bearing the scars from that. No, but what I want to do is is 
in this show, um, insert some of these thought-provoking juxtapositions. I mean, each person's an individual. They've got a, a mix of views and positions and, and opinions, and they're not opinions that are necessarily classifiable. Is that a word, classifiable? I think, well, artistic license, it's certainly a word at this point since you just yeah. used it. I, I have very, very, very strong opinions. I got three varies in there. I have very, very, very strong opinions on labeling and, and the use of labels and, and how they're actually bad unless one's labeling themselves, you know, so, so they can help other people understand them. But, I mean, there are certain concepts within labeling that are so limiting. You know, this our political, the way we talk about the political spectrum, left, center, right. I mean, right. even a line segment of finite length, which is what a line segment is, has an infinite number of points on it. So how can you possibly begin to um, start describing one's own or anyone else's political viewpoint by then reducing it to these three uh, nebulous words, left, left, center, and right. And yeah, and one person doesn't necessarily have to be left, center, or right. I mean, I've, I've got several positions that I feel very strongly about, and they're all over the spectrum. Does that make me left, center, or right? It doesn't make me center. I don't think the, that my positions are centrist. I think that I feel very strongly in some senses on the left, some 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 senses on the right. Does that make me a centrist? I don't think so. Well, I guess if you sum the two and you you get a resultant, which <laughs> mathematically, is yeah, some a centrist. Well, and that's the whole the, the the limitations of 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 those labels. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Uh, years ago, uh, my f a few friends of mine and I um, kind of put together uh, a new idea about left center right uh conservative liberal whatever words you want to use that describe the left and the right and maybe we'll talk about it in one of these shows it would take up a lot of time mm -hmm. but we actually wrote a paper on it we were like young kids and we had started our own progressive think tank of course nobody was paying attention to us and we didn't have <laughs> anything published in any real journals but we did write this stuff down yeah and i think that's the great thing about this show is that we can do whatever the hell we want we can we can put together one show on Buddhist poetry. I'd like that. Actually. It's not going to sell, but we're not making money. Well, we're not we're not selling anything. No. Except maybe ourselves. No. But back to the juxtaposition thing. And that's also, it's very, very close to the, the name of the, the site. I mean, bloodthirsty and vegetarian, it's a good juxtaposition. They, they don't really go together either. No. <laughs> it's like a bad Gilligan joke. Yeah, it's, it's a gag. We're um, just silly. Yeah. Some of the other things that we're going to talk about, again, political stuff left right center what does that mean what doesn't it mean well it doesn't mean that's the what problem. it doesn't mean um and we're also going to be hitting some some music we'd like to, to play some music critique some music and we're going to try to keep it um what people are calling pod safe music music that isn't necessarily mainstream and music that won't get us thrown in jail for playing it because we don't pay royalties or something maybe not jail but i just don't like going to court yeah, like that's really the problem. Yeah, actually, being a recording engineer, um, I've had opportunity to record some some pretty cool people. And our theme music, for example, is a friend of mine named Jeremy Shaw, and uh, he graciously let us use his song "Hyperbole." Uh, Hyperbole. Hyperbole. That's actually the correct pronunciation as our uh, as our intro music. And and I I promised him that we'd play a few more uh, a few more of his pieces uh, off that particular record and a, a new one he's got out. And uh, we're going to be looking for. When John says pod safe music, he means music that's licensed in such a way that will allow us to play it without having to pay anybody royalties. Yeah, and and I think that one of the things that we'd like to do is is um, get in touch with other people out there. If you've got pod safe music, if you are an artist and and you want to submit some music to the show for us to talk about, if you want to even 
come on the show and talk to us. That would be great. But, yeah, um, that's, that's going to be fun. Yeah, you can you can send us an email at feedback at bloodyveg.com. We have one of those? Yes. Who's handling that website anyway? I don't know. Um, me. Oh, okay. That's right. I remember where I was going to go. You remember when I kind of got lost and you took over and saved me? I, I did not save anything. Well, okay. Rescued might be a better word. But we were... Um, it's 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 almost ironic that John had suggested doing a, a a podcast and I suggested doing doing one together because it's part of our mission statement. Uh, we talk about the fact that we both can handle different parts of the the production needs for for something like this. I can handle the audio end, and John can handle the website and uh, web design and and web technology and all that kind of stuff. We're almost like a black and white cookie. We really are, and um, we'll have to put a picture of that up on the website actually. <laughs> but um. And, and, and as it's worded on the on the uh, the website, uh, each is good at what the other is not. So it's a it's a nice blend that that actually hopefully will make us uh, something that stands out in the crowd. And then I hated that statement because it made it sound like I'm bad at something. <laughs> well, yeah, get over it. Do we have any more bullet points to read? Yeah, yeah. The last one: deconstruction of stereotypes. And I think that just pretty much sums up everything that we're going to be talking about. Back to the juxtaposition thing. We just don't like stereotypes. Stereotypes are bad. I, for example, am Polish, and there are certainly a number of uh, one or two ethnic jokes floating around implying that Polish people are are, are not the most intelligent people in the world. And I, I don't know. I, all the Polish people I know are very smart. So Maybe I, one, one of these shows will just do all Polish jokes. <laughs> we could do that. Or we could talk about guys like Nicholas Copernicus. Or, uh, no, that's, the... maybe we can just juxtapose those. We'll have a Polish joke. And then a story about Copernicus. We could do that. <laughs> we could definitely do that. No, I, I think that maybe what we should do is desensitize people to Polish jokes and Italian jokes and any kind of ethnic joke. And your the stereotypes in general, I mean, we should be deconstructing, we should be crushing, we should be ridding the world of stereotypes uh, more seriously. And actually, I would like to uh, to rid the world of one stereotype right now. What's that? It's, it's, it's unfair to Portuguese people to think they're all explorers searching for a new con <laughs> for a new continent. You know, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's only one or two, you know, undiscovered continents on our planet. So, I mean, to, 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 you know, assume that the whole of the country of Portugal, you know, each pe person is going to have to be some sort of successful explorer. I mean, it's ridiculous. No, the only uh, Portuguese person I know of um, is Emeril Lagasse. Actually, he is, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's Portuguese. Who is he? He's he's that uh, freaky chef on Food Food Network. Actually, I love Food TV. As long as we're talking I, about I Food love, TV, I love back to food. I love Food Network, but I think it's had some of the best programming yeah. um, to be found. I I love Iron Chef. I gained this amazing appreciation for Eastern culture by watching that show. All right, now here's here's one of the juxtapositions. I love Iron Chef. Rich loves Iron Chef, but they heck fish heads apart. I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a, well, there are actually are things on the show that, that bother me to some degree, but, um, it's an interesting show in, in that these guys are amazing chefs and they cook this amazing food and, and being someone who's, you know, of, of European descent, um, we're used to these ideas of what food are. And now mm -hmm. these guys start cooking with fish innards, you know, yep. which is basically the, the guts of the fish chopped up and, and, and served as some sort of dish and. Yeah, and it seems like the panel always knows about these certain odd delicacies, like oh, the liver of the of the sea urchin. They'll they'll puree that up and make ice cream. Yeah, and then man. someone on the panel says, "Oh, I haven't had that since I was a child." Uh, I, oh, I, this is great. 
Yeah, they have made some uh, interesting ice creams, including uh, black squid ink, uh, squid ink ice cream. Yeah. yeah, it's not uncommon to find squid ink pasta though, and served in Italian restaurants. That's yeah, actually but pretty it's common. Not around here, but yeah, but from what I know, it's not something that was common in Italy either. Um, but I could be wrong. Email me. Yeah, feedback at bloodyveg.com. Someone might read that. I hope so. So I think we're out of bullet points. Yep, we're out of bullet points. So ba- basically there's five topics we're ever going to talk about, and it's just those <laughs> found in our, our, our bullet points, and uh, that'll be it. That's actually only about five shows. Yeah, then what are we going to do? Uh, well, um, don't know. Okay. Who knew? So now what? I don't know. We did have a couple other things we wanted I'm to I'm meandering about. listlessly on, yeah. a, on a sea of audio. Yeah, maybe this whole podcast thing was a bad idea. <laughs> well, I hope it's not because uh, we've actually each invested a little bit of money into this to, yeah. to make it look good and sound good. No, I, I think that this is since this is our intro show and we just want to talk about us, what we're going to be doing. I, th- I think that we're we're fairly close. Um, I don't think that we want to get off on any other tangents because if we do, they'll go on for hours. Yeah, and we're we're going to be making our shows, you know, about a half hour in length. Um, mm-hmm. That's I thought that would be amazingly difficult to fill a half hour. But we've found that we've come close to actually filling a half hour nearly already. And we haven't even talked about um, two of the other things we put on an outline that we might have talked about had we run out of ideas. Yeah. And and one of the things that you probably are going to hear from us uh, here coming out of us in the future is um, some movie reviews. I go to... um, there's a local art museum in Utica, New York called Munson Williams Proctor Institute, which is a wonderful resource for uh, for the arts. And they have a weekly film series, for example, on Wednesdays and Fridays where they show independent films, the kind of films you aren't going to see in those megaplexes, you know, which I hate. <laughs> megaplexes. Yeah. I, maybe I'll save this for the next one, but I, I've got a funny experience when I went to go see the Star Wars movie yeah we should probably talk about star wars and the hitchhiker's guide and these 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 films in our next episode and Mm -hmm. so much of uh, what there is to talk about there's so much yeah and Uh, that was a bit of circular reasoning (laughs) how much is there rich quite a bit so much about this much two tree maybe nine are we done should i just kick this thing off um yeah actually we have a yeah hit it hit it it's a klaxon. Oh, <laughs> man, you pissed the Navy off, didn't you? <laughs> it's better to be pissed off than pissed off. Yeah. Well, I think that's it for tonight. This is our first show. Like I said, show 0.1. I think that we sort of pulled it off. We'll try yeah. to make it better. It was. I think it's going to get better. I, I feel pretty good about what we did today, considering I've never been on this side of a microphone before in my life, and it actually scared me. Nah, don't be scared. It's just two guys whole bunch of electronic equipment microphones spit shields (laughs) and a lot of interesting background sound effects and a room with orange walls yeah so if you want to get in touch with us it's feedback at bloodyveg.com and please stop by our website it's www.bloodyveg.com or just plain old bloodyveg.com we are not a show about menstruation and we'd like to remind you that you're listening to V.I.B. B.